Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like, I had planned on spending this evening with a multi-pack of cider. I was going to pop on some show tunes and spend several chilled hours fishing on Animal Crossing. Instead, I watched a two and a half hour film about child abduction. But hey, I've had all the cider, so let's do this. My name's Liam and sitting opposite me is a man who can hold me prisoner any day. It's Tobias. Oh, no. Yeah. See, that's a funny joke until you remember this film's about child abduction. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't, I, can't, I can't pass off the opportunity to be like, prisoner. <laughs> oh. You so, know what? I'll te- I will tell the audience what we watched. Please do. This week on the Manic Film Club, we watched Prisoners. When his six-year-old daughter is abducted and the investigation stalls, Carpenter Keller Dover tracks down the culprit himself, starring Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, directed by Denis Villeneuve. 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 Yeah, this was not the chilled out, relaxed evening I was. I initially initially thought was happening because not gonna lie to you, forgot this existed. (laughs) Yeah, even though in the day I had Snapchatted you going, I'm watching the podcast film. Yeah. And my mind had gone, cool, he's ready for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, my mind had has obviously put today and yesterday as one day. Because I was like, it's Sunday. We'll ignore the fact that kids are at school. <laughs> my mind was just like, that's what's happening. So I'm there having a lovely, lovely dinner. Nom, 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 nom. And then you're like, are we recording tonight? And honestly, it was like, if it was a movie, everything around me would have gone black. It would have zoomed in on my face, looking really shocked. Because I was like, oh... Oh, this is oh no. <laughs> we we normally record at like half ten, and it, at this point it was like quarter past six. Yeah, and I was like, I haven't seen this film yet. <laughs> I was, and I said to you, how long is it? Um, thinking ah, maybe an hour and a half. Then I googled it, um, yeah. and I was two like, oh, it's two and a half hours. Yeah. <sighs> well, I better I get watched home it in quickly. three installments. No, uh, because right. So I'm not going to explain on the podcast right now, but my life is quite exciting at the moment. It is exciting. Uh, well, any things... moment you get to spend with me, exciting. Now, this is just, you're just capping off the day. <laughs> I am. Well, uh, but but during so I watched the first hour and a half. Okay. And so that was you know a length of a movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I had to pause it, and as I paused it, I realised I've got another an hour hour of this, and I don't know how. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Now, this you've, is, covered, this is... you've covered a lot of ground. I didn't yeah. think there was that much more to go. <laughs> it took some turns. It um, did take some turns. So it's a two and a half then, hour film. It took but, me easily three hours to watch this film. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the next hour I had to then split in half because, you know, life. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> yeah. the um, thing is, when I sit down and I know I'm going to watch a long film, like over two hours, I try not to drink an excessive amount of liquids before the film starts. So it's not constant pause, 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 pause. But as I didn't know this was happening today and I was out for dinner, I bought me a bottomless drink. Oh, (laughs) And I was was on like glass number seven by the time you you were like, are we recording? I was like, yeah, cool. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So honestly, I paused this film maybe 20 times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. Uh. Oh, it was exciting. We should probably talk about the film, really, shouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we should. We shouldn't talk Lots about exciting life things it. and toilet trips. That is the quality content we provide, though. Yeah. 
Right. So, yeah. I'm going to talk about the director. Because the director is very in vogue at the moment. There's, um, in the cinemas, as we speak, we've got Dune. And he's the Denis Villeneuve directed Dune. Uh, He directed Blade Runner 2049. Uh, He directed this. He directed. Den- no, he didn't direct Dennis Villeneuve. He is Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> I would say he does direct Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, it's his greatest work. <laughs> uh, obviously, Dune and Blade Runner, they're sci-fi. They're, they're quite big scope films. Yeah. Whereas this one is actually very quite intimate. Yeah. Uh, still a big film, and it's got a big cast. Um, I mean, Hugh Jackman... Jake Gyllenhaal, Viola Davis, Paul Dano. Um, just to name just a few. Oh, it, it's a star-studded cast. Yeah. Um, and I would say, we don't normally start with direction, but I actually thought it was very well directed. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it was. Uh, all through, I mean, we presume that if you have, if you're listening to this, you've watched the film. Yeah, so we don't generally so, issue spoiler warnings for these because it's, at it's any point we could spoil the ending of the film. So yeah. Uh, now I went into watching it, even though we read the, the the little blurb. I had forgotten what the blurb was. Yeah, same here. So I just went into it, and there was at no point during the opening few scenes that I didn't go, "Oh, something's bad is going to happen." <laughs> you know, something. This isn't going to be a happy com. This is uh, one of these yeah. children. Something's going to happen. They go, the, they're wandering this off. This film does a lot of foreshadowing. Yes. A lot of foreshadowing. Like like one of the first shots before you've met any of your family, it's like, well, the first thing you're going to see is us shooting a deer. Boom. Start the film with death. Nice. Yeah. Then it's like, we're now going to show you a nice and creepy um, mobile home. Yeah. <laughs> like RV. You're like, well, that's going to be important. Yeah, but actually, at the same time, not as kind of yes, but it does. It gives you red herrings along the way. Yeah, because uh, obviously, um, Hugh Jackman's daughter in it is abducted with their like their friend's daughter. Yeah, and it's about working out who abducted them. Yeah. And I think quite rightfully, if you've got Paul Dano in your film, you're going to suspect him. Honestly. <laughs> The moment he turned around and it was him, because I hadn't looked through the cast list beyond yeah. who we knew was in it. The yeah. moment he turned around, I was like, "You did it." <laughs> yeah, and I was. And if you did, like, you're revolved. I was like, "Right, Paul Dano was in it. He's definitely done it. You're not going to find anyone as weird looking as him." <laughs> oh, and then correction. David Spalkian, and it was like, <laughs> "Okay, no, fair, <laughs> fair. You've managed it." Um, I good cast. Yeah, good cast. Uh, actually, quite a small role for Terrence Howard, to be fair. Not a yeah, like, I mean, tiny role. He was but... in it enough because the initial kind of like torturing he was there for. Yeah, and then once he involved his wife, that that was could have been a really big turning moment. What they actually did was introduce the wife. She went, "Let's let him do it," but we'll never involve ourselves visually again. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Uh, I mean, right. We don't normally do this. Oh. 
<laughs> but we no, we we never really deconstruct a title. But Pr- prisoners is a terrible title. I would say though, very descriptive because sooner or later, most people are a prisoner in it. I suppose, yeah. Because yeah. obviously, the girls are being held captive, yeah, as prisoners. But then later, like Hugh Jackman, he holds someone captive, and then he ends up being yeah. captive. There was a point where I thought maybe, um, uh, was it Detective Loki played by Shilin Yeah. Moore? Unfortunately, right, I will just say there, it rips me out of the film completely when I sit here his name. Loki, this, yeah. I, I I'm like, <laughs> Loki. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it every time. I get that. I yeah. get that. There was a point where I thought it, it was going to be called Prisoners because, like, he took uh, the character Alex, like, hostage, didn't he, to kind of, like... Yeah find out where there was Cuban where's my daughter that kind of stuff um then obviously um Loki ends up in the same building yeah and I thought is he gonna end up like clunking them on the head and having him tied up in the same room so it's like prisoners more than one plural yeah. um obviously didn't go that way um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't actually because that almost feels a little bit too cliche I again not knowing what parts people were gonna play in it because obviously yeah. you get very early on Hugh Jackman's obviously the dad. Yeah. Um, and also, eldest son, the one who kills the deer, is Dylan Minnette from uh, 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, he was one of the first faces, apart from the big ones, yeah. that I recognised. And I was like, I was like, oh, you don't do happy projects. No, no, you're always in... <laughs> you're, you are surrounded game. by death. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Um, but when we were introduced to Jake Gyllenhaal, I couldn't have told you in his first scene that he was going to be a good guy. I I didn't it think he was going to be sinister, didn't it? Yes, I went. You're going to be but the weirdo that, the one... all the way through. It was kind of like a sinister element about him. <laughs> yeah, actually, he could have if they turned it, and actually, he'd been the one. He's the detective working it out, but also he's the one who actually did it. I would have gone along with that. I would have gone, yeah, because you're a bit weird. I was looking for little like twist signals. Like, to decide what kind of film this was going to become. Is yeah. it going to become very obvious? Like, it, I know it wasn't obvious what happened, but it was no. quite run-of-the-mill. There was nothing super strange that happened. Uh, uh, no, but, not in action, but no. the characters, like Paul Dana's character, David Dasmalchian's character, oh, yeah. they, they're freaky characters. Yeah, but, then but I mean, it's, all, got... it's all fairly grounded, though. Yes. I, I was um, kind of waiting for signs that it might go quite cerebral. I thought, is this going to be like, actually, Hugh Jackman did do it, but he doesn't remember it, or it's going to be something weird, like no, something psychological? I, at no point, really worked it out um, because I did not call. I did. Mother. <laughs> I thought she was. I weird. called a lot of things very early on. I the did not. moment, the moment, Gyllenhaal went and visited the woman whose son was abducted, and they showed an image of the kid on the telly. I went, "You're Alex. You look just like him. You got the long hair. Um, the fact that he disappeared at that age and he's got that mental age now." I, I linked that straight away. So I went. Oh, the one thing I did get wrong, I went, "He's the abducted child," because I misheard something he said when he was in that weird like shower place he was locked right, in. Yeah, yeah. I thought he said something like, I'm not Alex. I thought um, David Desmulsion. I thought yeah. that was the actual Alex. He was the actual son. Oh, right, yeah. And they had kidnapped this other kid for him and yeah. were passing him off as Alex. 
Um, so, but I, I, I did then suspect the mum. I was like, you're involved somehow. There's no way that you're not somehow involved. I didn't quite get, I didn't guess the whole car thing. Mm. That was clever. Um, jumping back to uh, Detective Loki. Yeah. One reason that I'm like, you're, you give off bad guy vibes is at no point in this one were warrants discussed at all. And you do need them, even in murder investigations and kidnaps. It was yeah. a fact that the first time he visits the house of Alex, he visits um, the aunt or the mum, whatever she is meant to be. Yeah. Um, he goes through all their drawers. Yeah. She literally knocks on the door. She lets him in. He talks to her about about Alex. And he literally goes, yeah, he sleeps in here on this pull-out bed. He's like, okay, cool. And while they're talking, he's just looking through the, he's looking through the looking through the drawer, pulling all the drawers out. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, he hasn't got a lot, a lot of stuff. He's, she's not going. One or two things, actually. She's not going. Why are you going through my drawers? She's also not going. She'll probably stop me looking through stuff, as I have kidnapped girls in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, I, I know it's linked, and it's it's the actual dad and it's her husband, but I did like how almost throw away the whole, let's bring in the um the church thing with the body underneath it. It was like the the father who was passed out on the floor and he pulled the fridge aside and there was a dead body underneath. And he's the actual father of of the husband who'd went missing and was the original killer. For me, there was an unnecessary use of snakes. There were so (laughs) many snakes. (laughs) There really was. (laughs) I was like, because the thing is, um, the, the dad who was the dead body in the basement is the original kidnapper from yes. way back when and yeah. has clearly written his memoir of like all his obsession with like these things and yeah. how he did stuff and that has somehow and i'm not sure how got into the hands of david desmulsion who yeah. has kind of uh, idolized him started playing it but not really doing it and that's where the snake thing came from isn't it but mm. it, it was a bit odd like there was lots of boxes and then i was like i didn't at any point go they're gonna be snakes <laughs> no no i i didn't I thought initially when I saw them, is that going to be body parts? It felt, I yeah. in a way, that's why it's probably good it wasn't because we both went body parts. Yeah. Um, does that say something about well. us? Or was I that think just it us does us? say something about us, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, I keep all my body parts in trunks. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Keep them in the cupboard? We're not maniacs. Idiots do that. Right. Next to the um, tuna. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking yeah. like a wardrobe style cupboard. You were like in, oh, in, in the larder. In the kitchen. <laughs> You're in the larder next to the butter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a leg, please. Um, <laughs> um I liked some of the little twist twists they did. Like they gave you um false starts to thing, like when they did find uh, uh Dolma- Bob Taylor's name was? Uh oh, character. Um uh, before they realised he was an outright fake. And they had, they found all the clothes. Yeah. That was sinister. That was. And when they were, the scene actually where um, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman identifies. Was heartbreaking. It, it was, yes. And actually, I mean, I've, ne- I've never questioned Hugh Jackman's actor because I do think he's a very good actor. But he, he does a lot of comic, comic book stuff, superhero stuff. So there's, there's always a level of cheese yeah. to it. But the emotion in that was really gut-wrenching. Right. So this is a question. Okay. Uh, when we look at other actors who could have been involved yeah so obviously we ended up with hugh jackman and jake Gyllenhaal. yeah we did but 
Uh, Christian Bale, I think, was a main contender for it at oh, one point. Horrible, horrible choice. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I did. Apparently, he was attached to the project for a while. Yeah, I'm assuming though, as Jake Gyllenhaal's character, I would have said rather than Hugh Jackman's character. I hadn't even seen, but yeah, that makes sense. That that feels very Shutter Islandy. Yeah, yeah, but the one I can't quite fit in, right? Mark Wahlberg. The dad. I'm like, huh. yeah, yeah, Hugh Jackman. But I don't. I Hugh can Jackman's see way better. Even, though, even yeah, I fully agree. But I see him being the dad who's kind of lost it a little bit. The thing that made me go, Hugh Jackman's gonna be really good in this. Yeah. Beside the fact that Hugh Jackman was the first scene after um, the daughters have gone, yeah, is when the when the detective comes to their house and he he comes out. And so far, you've seen him the way he talks; he's very confident. Yeah, but the first time Hugh Jackman speaks after the girls have gone missing, yeah. he starts stuttering, falling over his words, and just pausing randomly because he's his mind is that screwed up because of what yeah. happened. And I was like, that's really good. Yeah, he's genuinely showing like that his mind doesn't know how to handle this. I read some comments and some reviews of the film, right? And when they actually, one of the reviews basically said, "This is one of his best performances since actually before he was ever Wolverine or anything." Uh, yeah. And he, this is kind of almost Oscar worthy. It is. I think. Yeah. A lot of I think the film itself as a whole has a lot of. Um, high quality i'm just saying generally the film is very high quality there's a it lot quality, there's nothing yeah. in it that made me go nah, not no, really um actually you can add something to this because i don't know if you looked up the writer uh, i i actually haven't I, i've right so because, but of that's how, interesting. because of how late i finished the film i haven't done that much i've got wikipedia open in front of me that's about well, it. what's interesting right aaron gazagowski well, you've nice. recently watched something that he's done Oh, what have I watched? Uh, I wanted the Papillion? Papillion? Papillion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That same writer who's done that. Ah, oh, that's good. I was actually, considering I'd forgotten what this was about, I was expecting something like that, something about a prison. Something yeah. like an escape plan. So, and then it wasn't. <laughs> he also did the TV series. Now, I I watched a bit of it. I didn't finish it, though. Yeah. Raised by Wolves. Okay. Which Never is seen very... It. It's it's sci-fi, and set in the future with uh, robots bringing up the future generation of people right. in like quite a feral sort of way. Um, no, it's it's. I don't know. I think when you put together Denis Villeneuve, who's quite visionary, yeah. So this is a very grounded thing compared to his more sci-fi stuff that he's getting known for. Yeah. Um, the the writer who I don't know this to my apart from. The start of Raised by Wolves. He seems to be quite a high quality writer, to be honest, even though he hasn't got a whole body of work. Yeah. Then Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, they they aimed high with this. I feel they yeah. kind of. Um, and actually, we will between us. We normally one of us will moan about the length of time. Of Generally, yeah. I didn't. Yes, it was a long film, and I always wish it wasn't a long film. Oh yeah, but. I think because of the quality of the film, it didn't matter. No. I think um, you always felt like it is going somewhere, even if I don't know where that is. Yeah, I mean, I did do it in one sitting with lots of pausing, but not. Yeah. it wasn't as disjointed as your viewing experience. No. Um, and I, But I did have the same thing of, I'd get at least twice, I was like, there's a lot of this left. 
There is. I remember at one uh, point I was like, there's like 45, 50 minutes of this left. And I'm pretty sure we know what's happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we it didn't, didn't. It wasn't. I wasn't annoyed that by that. Like some films, I, I, we, I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, there's an hour of this left. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to struggle. But I, I, would, I just went, oh, there's a lot of this left. But I was fine with it. It, it was. It was unfolding. It's yeah. not. It doesn't rush, and I think that's probably why it was so long. It takes its time to do the thing. Yeah. But when you've got actors who are doing it well, <laughs> and you're like, "Well, we're just seeing character work here. We're seeing people really get into their scenes, really, yeah, push the envelope in some cases." Uh, and some of it's difficult to watch. To be honest, though, this wasn't uh, this wasn't one that was. I think when Hugh Jackman was smashing it out of Paul Dano, that yeah. was difficult. That was yeah. quite relentless. Yeah. But actually, it was very weird when he basically locked him up and gone, well, I basically set the shower so it's either scalding or super yeah. freezing. Which, from my experience, is all power showers. <laughs> like, it's one or the other. There's no middle ground. <laughs> but the thing is, it was just like... Oh, you've been quite calculated about it now. This isn't this isn't emotional anymore. Well, this is, he, as he said, he realised they can't do anything more to him now without killing him. Yeah, and actually, when um, the wife of Terence, what's his face, pulled the bag off, and his face was like ballooned. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay, you've yeah. done some damage here. Um, I will note. And this is a silly thing to note, but I like to note this. Sure. Almost all of the main cast have been in superhero things. Oh, really? Right, so, okay, right, so just... let's go down. Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. Simple. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, Mysterio. Mysterio, yeah. Terrence Howard, War Machine. Well, For a while. Yeah. Of. For a while. <laughs> uh, Viola Davis is, I now can't remember her name, but she's in the two um, Suicide Squads. Yeah, she plays the the like the woman in charge. Yeah, she? I cannot think what the character's name is. Right, I now. can't, and I watched a video on on it earlier. <laughs> uh, David Dasmolchian is in the Suicide Squad, Broke and was also in Dark Knight as well. Paul Dano yeah. is now the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, there's probably more if I keep on looking. P- Paul Dano. This is this is the second thing we've seen with Paul Dano in it during Film Club. Okay, uh, it's also the fourth thing we've seen with Jake Gyllenhaal in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also the second thing we've seen with both Paul Dano and Jake Gyllenhaal in it <laughs> in Is Film it? Club. Okia about the giant pig thing had both of them in. Paul Dano was was head of the like weird resistance, like terrorist people who tried to break them out. Oh. And okay. Jake Gyllenhaal was the weird scientist guy. Yeah, he was yeah. Um, and I realise this, this is like, Jake Gyllenhaal's becoming our spirit actor during this. He's in so much that we're watching. <laughs> I actually, right, I always used to think I didn't like him. But actually, Same I really thing. do no, like 100%, 100% him. 100% here. I, I, when I think of him, I go, ugh. But actually, I can't think of much I've seen him in that I don't like. Like, Donnie Darko, I think it was the first thing I watched him in. Yeah, he was. I actually like, really liked Donnie Darko. And I can't think of what I would have watched to make me go, I don't like you. I reckon, just pop culture. Like yeah. the internet going, you shouldn't like this person. And I went, okay then. <laughs> yeah. Peer pressure, that's what that is. No, sometimes you just get a vibe about someone. But actually, yeah. the more I watch of him, he's a I, very good actor. Yeah, I think it might be because, like, his characters generally, unless it's a real, like, Velvet Bustle style, like, out there character, they're quite broody, quite. Like, Donnie Darker, he's very within himself and he was in this in a way and i think that can be quite dislikable visually sometimes yeah but he's i I think i am i do like i i I do like 
I, I do like. Yeah, and obviously it doesn't seem to matter what Hugh Jackman's in. He's just likable. Yeah, I, I do like it when we see something like serious and not yeah. at all comic-y because he is so associated with that stuff now. Like Wolverine, even though the some of the Wolverine stuff is very in-depth in and graphic, yeah. it's still a comic book. <laughs> but what's good also, like because obviously this was real world. Yeah. Um. The the good thing with Hugh Jackman is he's not actually oversized like someone like The Rock would be. No, he's he can just be an ordinary man. He's muscly but believable. Yeah, and the fact that they made him a carpenter, it just kind of goes well. That's why he's got a bit of muscle. It's yeah, kind of. Yeah, there are certain actors that if you see them in a role, you're like, well, you're in this because of the physicality. Like you said, The Rock's the obvious one. I'd say Jason Momoa a little bit as well now. Like, what did I watch with him in recently? I don't know, but it probably wasn't for his acting skills, let's be honest. It wasn't. I can't remember. <laughs> it was something fairly new. But it, yeah. it was very much like... I don't dislike Jason Momoa, really. No, no, I have no issue with him. But I did go, you could have chopped him out. You could have shoved David Batista in there. It would, John Cena, maybe. Anyone, really. It wouldn't have yeah, mattered. Yeah. The Rock yeah. could have done it. Yeah. And we're going for the wrestlers, apparently. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, no, I do agree. Um Hugh Jackman has a level of actual believability to him. He's not just muscle, muscle, muscle. You have, you can believe he's real. Also, maybe because he is starting to age now. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I thought actually his character was quite compelling. Yeah. Uh, whilst clearly lost the plot slightly. Uh, oh, yeah. The problem is he gave into the, to the, um, like desperation side of him didn't yeah which i get i fully get but and it was nice to see the two different father approaches like he was just i've lost it this is what i'm doing and um then uh terrence was was like we can't do this what if you're wrong i don't know about you but the moment that um the when um hugh jackman tackled paul dano outside the the station and he he said i didn't cry until i left them i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah. this guy did it yeah <laughs> it was yeah, but, uh, the only yeah. proper moment in the film i was outright like jaw drop because it was just the way he did it yeah and he was creepy um melissa leo who plays well the bad guy in the end the, the mum yeah um reading the notes she had prosthetic a prosthetic bottom on for the role oh. to weigh her down and she asked after to every day of, yeah to like ground her to kind okay. of make her more frumpy i guess okay so she was less obviously the villain i don't know yeah maybe because if you're like this this elderly woman who is like um clearly still a bit agile you there'll be part of you that goes could it have been you but if you make an old older woman who's like doddering around which she yeah. was yeah the, the only thing i'm gonna say is when Hugh Jackman goes back there for the the climax, yeah, and she answers the door, she's got the tea towel over her hand, and we know now it's a gun. I, yeah. But I was also like, that's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, every other time we'd seen her, her demeanour was that of just supportive mother, um, yeah. worried. But this time when he, she answered the door, she was different. There was there was darkness to her, and I was like, yeah, you you you're clearly the bad guy now even before she revealed the, did you not go that's a gun um 
I would say at that point, my viewing was a bit disjointed. Right, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so I had essentially been taken out of the film. Yeah. Oh. So I wasn't looking for clues, as it were. By that point, yeah. I was just watching... I reckon if I ended up splitting this, I think I'd have really struggled to get back into it because I, I really got carried by the atmosphere of it. I, unfortunately, right, this is, again, actually something we don't talk about. I guess us being two male reviewers here. I kind of think, even though she ended up being the big bad. Yeah. I felt like the female characters in this were sidelined a bit. Massively. I mean, you look at, the Hugh Jackman's wife. Yes, who I can't. They basically now, right now, went. They basically yeah. went. This woman is too mentally unstable. She's going to be on 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 all the drugs. Yeah, and, and we're, we're going to basically give her write very her out. Little screen time. Yeah, we're going to write her out of this for most yeah. of the story. Um, Viola Davis probably has a fair amount to do, but then she ends up getting cut by glass because she decides to try to let yeah. the prisoner yeah. go. Uh, I mean, call it to him. He'd been beaten black and blue and swollen. Yeah. He still managed to almost jump through a window. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, it very much weighed towards the male characters. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. It did definitely kind of fall on that side of things, didn't it? Yeah. Um, no, I kind of. I guess, right. Because I'm trying to think. I wasn't shocked by anything. It wasn't a film that shocked me in terms of... No, there was no like outright shock. I say, I did jaw drop at the whole little like well, reveal that he oh, was yeah, somehow involved. Because that was like, oh my God. I think there was one bit where I got a genuine chill. And that was when they'd found like Terence and Vola's daughter. Yeah. And she started, like, she talked. And it was actually when she said to like, Hugh Jackman, you were there. There was that moment where I went, oh, oh. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it was, I think the film was very atmospheric. Yeah. Um, I think the characters, the male characters, (laughs) were interesting. Yeah. They're in, I mean, obviously, like we said about who else could have been in the film, like Leo or Christian Bale or whatever. I think they end up with two good leads. I think they went in the right direction, definitely. Yeah. Um, a bit of a, not a nothingy role for Terence Howard, but still. Uh, not quite. It seemed like, considering his daughter went missing as well, he maybe should have been in it a bit more than he was. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think also, I think a genius casting was both Paul Dano and David Dasmalchian. Because they're both very kooky, sort of sinister, strange. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of Either that one definitely of them, fit the tone. You'd be like, yeah, you could have, you could have killed the the kids. That makes sense. Yeah. They've got that look about them. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they have on their TV. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it was the right way to go in having both girls survive? I think. It was unlikely. I, I think that might be where we kind of s- steered away from a realism side of it. Because when... It was a long one, time. It was more of, actually, once um, the girl got away and they recaptured Anna, was it? Yeah. 
they'd have killed her in real life. They'd have they would have cut the loose end and killed her. There's no logic to her keeping her alive for another couple of days. Not really. No, it's a pan. That would have been a panic thing of we've already lost. Let's get rid of this so we've got less to prove ourselves later. Yeah, I'm just putting that on the the mother was at that point a bit desperate. And, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I can't. We've said this a lot actually. I can't really say anything about the soundtrack or the music. No. I didn't really know. I think I noticed a swelling music once, and that was around I... the time the clothing was found. Yeah, I think it added ambiance. Yes, it was that. Uh, it was a very grey film. Yeah, it didn't it add grab... colour because it didn't need to because it was a sad, depressing yeah. film. Yeah, it would have been weird for it to be in Technicolor type yeah. thing. Uh, and I think the sound, not that I could note a single thing about it. No. But I think that's a good thing sometimes. Because if you're paying attention to the sound, you're probably not always paying attention to the action. Yeah. It's not meant, the sound isn't meant to take you out of what you're watching. It's meant to end. No, and I think they said that. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the ending? To the whistle blowing. I actually didn't like that. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it felt unnecessary. Yeah. I can't, was... I wanted either him to just escape on his own or then find him frozen to death. Yeah. Because that felt like what they were going for. Because they made but a point of going, the ground's all frozen over. They have also got the thing of, like the wife said, was it the wife? Someone said he'll go to prison. So yeah. Someone, right. And yeah, so did, basically, he did. in being saved, it, not really. He's doomed, yeah. But yeah. he should be alive, not frozen to death in a hole. But I also wonder if Jake Gyllenhaal's the sort who would actually kind of go, oh, I didn't find you, there's the door. Maybe because of what happened. Yeah, Maybe. because to be honest, all things considered, it would be an easy thing to turn a blind eye to in a way, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's like I was waiting for the whistle thing, were you? No, I wasn't waiting for it, but there was clearly a reason why Jake Gyllenhaal was there at the end of the film. Yeah, the moment you know, Hugh Jackman found the whistle, I was like, well, he's going to blow it. At some point, he's going to blow it. And then when they showed Jake Gyllenhaal there and the, the other guys left, and then it just went very quiet, I was like, okay, this is the whistle's yeah. moment to shine. Yeah. But also <laughs> at the same time, considering how... I mean, right, Hugh Jackman is top build. Right, okay. It was actually quite weird that we didn't really... By the end of the film, it wasn't about him anymore. It was, it was, it became. It had switched about Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah. I think it did the clever thing in that initially it, it followed Hugh Jackman because it was his experience. Yeah. But I think it switched to Gyllenhaal once Hugh Jackman had crossed a line morally. Yeah. Basically, once he put himself into a criminal level, which he did. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. then went, you're now following the law. Yeah, you're not following a dad who's just worried. You're now following the law. Yeah, so, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, no, it was good. Um, it's not often I actually say this about the films that we review, <laughs> but I actually would quite happily watch it again. I'd quite now that I know the ending. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? See if they've hidden anything through. The it. only downside to that is because of how long it is. 
it's a yeah it's it's, it's a hard watch like yeah points. it but it would be like right okay now i know all the bits yeah what is there is it a film where when you watch it again you can notice new things or I don't know maybe if it, it is because i reckon they've made a point of not showing stuff like that yeah Right. Do you want to yeah. move on to rating? I think we might as well. I think we might as well. Right. Well, here at the Manic Film Club, we don't rate it on a scale of like one out of ten stars, one out of a hundred, blah blah blah. For example, Rotten Tomatoes. Blah, 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 blah. Is, Rotten Tomatoes to give it an eighty-one percent based on two hundred and fifty-three reviews, which I get. Yeah. I get. I, I'm just saying, has it won stuff? It won. It was definitely nominated for stuff. Yeah, it? it's it won best supporting actor for Jake Gyllenhaal at the Hollywood Film Festival. It won. Makeup artist and hairstylist. It won national board review for it won best cast, top ten film, best contemporary makeup, uh, best supporting actor, and it's also won well, best makeup again. So it's won a couple of things, but it's been nominated for a lot as well. And it yeah. and it became third place for the People's Choice Award at the Toronto International Film Festival. It uh, was <laughs> right. So this isn't the first time this has happened, but it was one of the films which was a favourite on the blacklist. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I look out for the blacklist because I've entered things into the blacklist. So yeah. I'm always like, when I see something going, oh, okay. So you were in some sort of production hell at one point. You had been put out there waiting for people to love you. Yeah, it's that uh, thing of, of uh, a script that wasn't made, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. I think that's and also, it's, I, I have started again because of this. I always go, was this based on a book? No. No, it wasn't based on the book. It was just a script. It was just yeah. an idea that uh, pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But basically, we don't follow any of the conventional rating styles. We just oh. say simply: is it a hit or is it a miss? Nice and simple. A hit being: did we like it? Did we enjoy it? Would we consider rewatching it? Will we tell other people about it? And an all-round general enjoyability. And a miss is the opposite. It's simple. To buy us. Uh, despite its dark and disturbing nature, I'm going to give it quite a solid hit, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Full manic yeah. hit. Yeah. It's the full manic seal of approval. Yeah, and actually, I think it's probably been a while since we've had that. Yeah, we've had, yeah. We've had a, a mix of films lately. Yeah. Yeah, but no, um, it was good. It, good director, good cast. Yeah. Uh, a dark topic, but done well but done well yeah i think yeah. sometimes this kind of topic can be mishandled but this was fine yeah no, good now that leaves only one question to ask about us yeah. what are we gonna watch next next time on the manic film club we will be watching red notice an fbi profiler pursuing the world's most wanted art thief becomes his reluctant partner in crime to catch an elusive crook who's always one step ahead Starring Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot. Directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber. Now, this is a new film. Some big names as well. We, we don't normally do new films. They're no, normally, like, have been out for a year or so. Maybe well, in this case, nearly 10 years. <laughs> yeah. But this one, this is, like, new. It's in the top 10 right now. Yeah. Um, And it's got, yeah, it has. I mean, Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds, they're, like, two of the biggest stars out right now. Uh, they do appear to be in everything, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm kind okay. of looking forward to it. To yeah, I am actually. It'd be interesting. Yeah, and it it's just under an, two hours. I thought you were about to say just under an hour. I was, like, I was an about episode. to say that. I went, that's not that's correct. That's an episode, Tobias. 
I know, right? <laughs> okay. Now, when this episode goes live, you will be able to go over to our Twitter and vote on a little poll put up by Tobias. Polly, polly, polly. Just saying whether or not you thought this film was a hit or a miss. And we do like to ask that you kind of clarify and justify your reasoning in a comment Especially below. if you disagree with us. Yeah, we just like to know like why to know... you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> why are you an idiot? Come why on. You, why do you get this decision wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so that is over at the Manic <laughs> Twitter, which is at the Manic with two N's. Very, Very important. important. And the link to that will be down below in a link tree in the description of this, along with a link to our Instagram, Tumblr, alternative methods of listening to the podcast, and our Patreon. Patreon Ooh. exclusive content. The best way to get another level, another step up for the Manic Podcast. Yes, you can is. help shape the future of the podcast. You could, you could join the Discord and then maybe vote on some of the things in it. Yeah, vote on things. Vote on them. Decide please. what we might. Right, we're, right in the Manic Podcast right now. We are in season four. Yeah, but we're, you know. We, we well, need to know season five. Yeah, we, we, we should probably plan that more ahead than we normally do. Yes, let's not do it last minute. <laughs> I don't know. I like the stress. I don't like the stress. You don't, don't like the stress. stress. I like many things in life, but stress is not one of them. Uh... <laughs> so, yes, the link to you with our Patreon, Twitter, and all social medias will be down below. So check that out. Now, Tobias. Yes. Before we ramble on for too long and become prisoners to our own ramblings, <laughs> I believe it's time to say goodbye. Bye. Stay safe, everyone. And most importantly, stay manic. <laughs>